What do you do when happiness isn't a choice? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can connect with me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I want to talk to you about a phrase that I actually built my online business on. And that's the idea that happiness is a choice. When I was just a small town therapist and small town Massachusetts, it's one of the things that I just wanted to shout from the rooftops and have all my clients believe in their bones and to their core was the idea that happiness is a choice. We can't control what happens to us. We can't control what life hands us, but we always have control over the way we respond to it. And that's how Choose to Have It All was born. That was the roots of the business. That was sort of the message that resonated with me so deeply and so strongly that I needed to move beyond small town USA and really start an international conversation with business owners about this topic. And I believe in it to my bones. But one of the things that's become increasingly apparent to me is how easily that phrase is misunderstood, but how it also ostracizes people who struggle with deep sincere clinical depression. I think the other day, this got sort of all stirred up for me because I heard someone say on a podcast that one of their friends or one of their clients suddenly, you know, was just saying, wow, I've been in a really bad mood for four years. I've been really stuck in my own way and unhappy for four years. I'm just going to choose to be happy. And miraculously, they were. And it was a conversation that was connected to manifestation and, and different sort of woo factors of the personal, you know, personal development spectrum. And so I found myself just wanting to be like nonsense. Like you don't get to be in a bad mood and suddenly wake up one day and be like, I'm not going to be in a bad mood anymore. I'm going to decide I'm in a good mood and life is going to be fine. It's not that simple. And when that messaging gets sent out there, to people, the people who are hurting and the people who are struggling, they take that message personally. They feel it deeply and they're left out of the conversation. When in reality, when I look at what I'm honestly talking about to people and the message I'm trying to send is you cannot be a victim to your own life. That you get to decide when, where, and how much you're willing to put up with, what you're going to do about it at any point in time. You can change the ending to your story. You have heard me go on and on about it. But what I'm really trying to attack is this messaging that a lot of people have that they have no control over the outcome of their lives. I think in a lot of ways in that podcast episode I heard, that's what was being called out. The victim players who want to sit and say, poor me, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, that lifestyle freedom, that time freedom is for other people, it'll never be for me. And I think that is, you know, the mentality and the conversation conversation that I've had on a lot of levels. I don't go all woo with it in the manifestation realm. I tend to get very pragmatic and specific around the actions people can take to make their lives better. 
But in those conversations, if you take it from the woo direction or you take it from my direction, one of the things that's really being ignored in this conversation is the role that mental health plays in our ability to do that. That there are people who aren't just in a bad mood. There are people who didn't just have a bad day. There are people who aren't just irritated or didn't just wake up on the wrong side of the bed or didn't put their positive pants on for the day. There are people that are hurting and struggling and they're doing everything possible to not be hurting and to not be struggling. They're showing up for themselves. They're going to therapy. They're trying medication. They're looking at their diet critically. They're looking at their physical fitness critically. They're exploring, you know, different forms of medicine in terms of acupuncture and, you know, different, you know, other philosophies. They are doing everything they can to feel and be well. And if you are hurting and if you are struggling, I want you to know that if you're showing up for yourself, if you are asking for help, if you are accepting help, if you are showing up and trying ways to feel better, you, my friend, are choosing happiness. You are in the choir we're preaching to, even if you haven't quite arrived there. There's another segment of the population that feel miserable, that are hurting, lonely, isolated, suffering, and struggling. And they're not telling anyone about it. They're not letting anybody into the struggle. They're not asking for help. They're not accepting help. And they're not showing up for themselves. Part of that is the symptoms that come with mental illness and depression. Part of it is the symptom of depression makes it so you don't believe you're worthy. The symptom of depression makes it believe you don't believe it's going to get better or that it's never going to happen for you or you have somehow done something to be undeserving. The symptoms of depression tell you otherwise. But the challenge is to ignore the voice of depression and to recognize that it's largely incurable when done independently. That treating and curing and addressing depression requires more than you. And one of the things that becomes apparent sometimes when I scroll through my inbox, and I don't, you know, air every letter that I receive, but a lot of people who listen to my show are hurting and they're trying to find direction and they're trying to figure it out. If you're doing that, but you're not adding more people to the conversation, if you're not getting that voice outside of your head and into like some sort of community space or in a therapy space or a coaching relationship, you're making it harder for yourself to get better. That choosing happiness can't be just about listening to shows like mine. Choosing happiness can't be about just reading the most motivational quotes and watching the most inspiring TED Talks. That choosing happiness, if you are hurting and struggling with depression and can't get out of your own way with it, is to ask for help, to admit that you're suffering, to admit that you're hurting, and to ask for assistance insight, perspective, and direction. 
That is what comes with choosing happiness. And if you have been hurting for months and months, I don't blame you for being offended at the notion that suddenly somebody's going to tell you, you can just choose to feel better. I know that it's not that simple. And if I've ever hurt or offended or misled anybody with my messaging around that, let me like say so and speak clearly now and communicate my sincere apology. In that, I want to also challenge people to make sure that they are doing everything possible to feel better, to know that if you are in the fight, you are in the fight choosing happiness. And sometimes for people, when you're out on the outside looking in and you see somebody who's hurting and you see somebody who's struggling and you don't see them tending to their own wellness, you're watching them sort of dig deeper holes for themselves and get themselves further enmeshed in their lives. It can be really hard to know what you're supposed to say or do. It can be really hard to know what your role is, what your responsibility is, especially if you don't, if you're not like me, right? (laughs) With years and years of training and hundreds of clients worth of experience, you might just feel like you're a fish out of water yourself. All you can do is say, I see that you're hurting. I see that you're struggling. I see that you're suffering. I would really like it if I could help you hurt less, suffer less, or struggle less. I think it requires people to reach out a hand, and then it requires sufferers to accept that hand. People who are suffering have a responsibility to their wellness. They have to choose it. And I think sometimes that we put this mentality on people that if you're suffering and you're struggling, you shouldn't be expected to do too much. We can't ask too much of you. And a lot of the messaging is on, you know, the rest of your friends and family to reach out and to support you. And my perspective on this is that this is a two-way street. Someone needs to reach out obviously, but you also need to reach back. And if you've done a really good job of covering it, if you are one of those people who are functionally depressed, where you can show up for your business, you can have the networking conversations, you can, you know, present with tons of energy for everyone else. And then as soon as you're behind a closed door, you're falling apart. You can't blame people for not figuring it out. And you can't use that as permission to stay isolated. You do have to be challenged. You do have to challenge yourself to ask for help. And it is my bias and it is my deep belief that you need to ask for help from an experienced professional. There are consultants out there with their reps in. There are therapists out there with their reps in. There's coaches and consultants like myself that are out there with their reps in. But you want to make sure that you're not just reaching out for the shiniest, newest group program and thinking that that's going to be the answer. Because people who have struggled with chronic clinical depression needed an experienced eye on it. And we also need to talk about it from experience and with some sensitivity. Because I think what ends up happening is in our desire to not call out victim behavior, to not say, 
hey, you in the corner, you're just, you know, a schmuck getting in your own way. You're not actually doing anything to solve your problem. We generalize the message. We water it down. And then the people who, you know, like really do need help and support feel isolated and and kind of, you know, I think put down and made to feel small because we're too afraid to say, hey, victim players, stop playing victim. Because there are people who say they're suffering and struggling and they're perfectly fine. They don't have clinical depression. They don't have a, you know, a host of symptoms that they're battling against every day. They just have an easier time blaming other people for their problems. And I think sometimes that people in the mindset space and in the personal development space, we don't want to call that out on fear that we're wrong or on fear that we're going to be seen as attacking or on fear that we're going to be argumentative or disagreeable. So we send this watered down message that you should just choose happiness and that if you're in a bad mood, you can decide to get out of a bad mood. And if you're unhappy, you can just choose to be happy. And I think that is a dangerous conversation. I really, I believe in my bones that I've done a real, as good of a job as possible to be clear with people about what I mean, to be clear about the fact that even if you're depressed, even if you're struggling with deep mental illness, that you have a responsibility to notify somebody and ask for help, that your wellness depends on it, but that there are people who don't have that excuse, who don't have that reason They're just simply failing to show up for themselves. And I think sometimes we put everybody in that same pool and we try to talk to the masses. And as a result, we don't reach anybody. And one of the biggest fears I feel about this is when I look in the online business space and when I look at um, the conversations that are happening, how often mindset becomes this umbrella for all of it. Because it's so much easier to talk about depression if we don't have to name it and we can just say it's a mindset problem. If we don't have to say out loud, it couldn't get out of bed today, we can just call it a mindset problem and poor productivity or imposter syndrome or shiny object syndrome or squirrel syndrome. We are fantastic in the online business space at making up symptoms and syndromes rather than having the real conversation, to talk about the fact that depression and anxiety and bipolar disorder and a host of other mood disorders are very common in the entrepreneurial space because a lot of people can't manage or deal with their symptoms and the regular everyday life of the nine to five and the strict routines and the strict schedules and the strict life expectations. So they run away from those expectations to build businesses online or with more time freedom or more life freedom because they believe it will give them the opening they need to get well. But we're talking around it. And until we identify that there are entrepreneurs and business owners who are struggling with very real symptoms and very real problems, that they can't just decide to be in a good mood, that we can't just manifest our way out of depression, I think we're running a risk of doing harm and doing dangerous things. And that's why I wanted to start the conversation with you all today. And I want to invite 
invite listeners to share your story, to share your struggle, and to make it real. And a lot of, you know, attempts to preserve confidentiality or to not step on people's toes. A lot of times when I get the messages around depression, I manage those one-on-one with people. I, you know, a lot of the answers you hear on the show are the ones that I think are good for public consumption. But a lot of times, sometimes, you know, I'll just, I'll reach back to people one-on-one with my two thoughts or encouragement to get professional help or something like that. And I realize that while I'm trying to be sensitive and while I'm trying to, you know, like not the waters and, and confuse people on what this show is actually about, I, I've run the risk of contributing to the problem where it then says like, we don't talk about mental health here. We don't talk about real problems and real hurts. We just talk about that superficial BS crap. When in reality, most of our mindset problems, most of our ability to get out of our own way, to move on with our regular day is tied to the old stories we have about ourselves. It's tied to our personal history, things that we've experienced, ways that our needs have not been met, things that people have said and failed to say and have done and have failed to do, that we are a sum of our parts. And we are humans in this interconnected human experience. And some people suffer and struggle with hurts beyond the superficial mindset stuff. I have to be honest that that superficial mindset stuff is rarely the issue. More often than not, people are hurting and they're suffering on a really real level and they need to have real conversations and they need to be respected for having them. And we can't start to have that conversation until we start calling it out and talking about it. I can't do that in these sort of generalized hypothetical ways. I can talk to you in general about clients I've had. I can give you hypothetical situations, but that's not a real conversation. So today's episode, in addition to just calling out the oversimplification of mindset and the ways that manifestation and the messaging around manifestation can be dangerous for people struggling with deep loneliness, sadness, and depression, I'm also inviting a deeper, more personal conversation. I'm asking you to write to me, to share your story, to include any questions, and for us to have this conversation as a community on the show. It's something that I I find really important, but I can't can't just pull it out with hypotheticals. We need to talk about real stories and real experiences. And I'm hoping that you'll want to join me. I'm hoping that people will ask specific questions, ask for my direction, ask for my help, and accept my help so that we can have conversations on this show that matter that means something and that can make a difference. You and I can do this together. I know it and I believe it in my bones. Thank you so much for hearing me out today. I really and truly hope that this is only the beginning of a longer conversation where everyone is welcome and everyone has a seat at the table. Please do contribute over at Heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.